Disco Live! We talk jazz, utes, cougars, and Aggies, even on the weekend. Weekend! You're locked on to the Saturday show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Saturday show. Hour two underway here. Yawk, Jay Cash, across from me, Lundy, Alex Lundberg. Thank you for joining us. And Eric, you followed directions, didn't you? Uh, Clint, uh, Clint Knight on Twitter saying when we have Riley on, we got to play Gorillas coming back, coming off a conversation that he must have had with DJ and PK at some point about this. But Riley Jensen, of course, from Riley Jensen Consulting, our resident college football expert here on the Zone Sports Network, joining us now. Riley, how's it going, sir? How's it going, Jake? How's it going, Alex? Thanks for having me on the show. We're doing all right. Thanks for taking the time. Riley, we know you are a proud alumnus of Snow College. How does it feel to see your Badgers back in the national title conversation? Well, it's actually really exciting. I mean, there's been a few years in there where I thought we we kind of got jobbed out of the, you know, the NJCAA version of the BCS, right? Mm-hmm. Where they could have been there and they just weren't. Um, there was also two times that Coach uh, Steve Coburn had taken the team to the national championship game at Rio Tinto Stadium. Unfortunately, they lost both of those. And one of those, Jake, is one of the more tragic losses I'd ever seen in my entire life where a uh, field goal attempt by the other team to end the game was blocked by Snow College. And instead of downing the ball, they got away from the ball. I recall this now. recovered it in the end zone for a touchdown to win the game. I had completely forgotten about it, but I recall it now. Yeah, I do Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah. I was there. It was seriously, it was heartbreaking. Snow College was that close. It was literally the last play of the game, too. And so I'm hoping for a better result today. <laughs> sure, I'm excited yeah. to watch. I, I, you know, for, for those of you that are listening to this show, this is a really good football team with some really good local football players, including Garrison Beach, who's an unbelievable quarterback, a very underrated quarterback, who I think um, – if he had come into the system in Utah five years later, he would have a whole bunch of Division One offers. I think what Zach Wilson has done and what, what Jackson Dart has done for young quarterbacks in this state is gigantic. And I think we'll see a lot more quarterbacks get recruited out of this state. But Garrison Beach is a great football player, um, and it's, it's an exciting team to watch. This is a good football Riley, with them being in the national championship, kind of getting a chance to redeem themselves from that game that you just described, what's kind of been the story of this team this season that's led them to this point? Well, I think early early on in the season, and, and I think this is sort of by accident that this happened, but with, with the Arizona JCs dropping a lot of their programs, Snow was left to scramble to fill in a schedule. And it turned out to be, a really, really tough schedule that they actually won all their games. When they went, when they went to, uh, oh shoot, I'm forgetting the first game, but I want to say it's, I know it's Iowa, Iowa I Western. I, yeah, there you go. So Iowa Western, right? That's a that's a perennial great team. They beat them on the road, and then there were two or two or three other games that they beat top five teams on the road. And and you know, in, in junior college, it's a lot like the BCS where you kind of need to start pretty high to be able to get to where you want to go and snow had started at like five or six 
And with those two wins uh, on the road as quality wins, it eventually helped them to jump uh, a team and get into the top two. And then, of course, they took care of business the rest of the year. But that Iowa Western team that they beat, built, beat is, is a fantastic football team that, that, that year after year after year signs you know, between 11 and 15 Division One players. And Snow has been doing the same thing for years. They just haven't had a chance to, to really showcase it. And I think, you know, a national championship for Snow College would be the first one since 1985. I can't remember the exact year that I was talking about this happened, but I want to say 2007, 2008, they played in the national championship two years in a row there. And it's, it's a real opportunity for Snow to just kind of showcase, like, number one, what a great program it's been over the years. I mean, when I played there, um, we were ranked number five my freshman year. We were ranked number four my, my sophomore year. Um, we were nine and two and ten and one in the two years that I played at Snow College. Um, in the, I figured it out the other day. In the two years that I played at Snow College, there was 19 guys who signed Division One scholarships. Um, guys like Junior Iwane, who ended up going to Arizona State and playing for the Raiders and the Houston Texans for like seven years in the NFL. Kevin Curtis was my wide receiver who played for the Rams and the Eagles, had three 1,000-yard seasons in the NFL as a wide receiver. Um, just so many players. Mario Fatafehi. I mean, I could go down the list. In some ways, you can put Snow College's program toe-to-toe with the University of Utah and toe-to-toe with BYU as far as how many players they've kicked out to the NFL over the years. And, and, and you're like, no way, not, that's not true. And, and, and yes, it is, because these guys sign at Louisville. They mm-hmm. sign at Arizona State. Some of them sign at BYU and Utah, so it's kind of hard to count because they count for both teams, right? Sure. But year after year after year, Snow College kicks out professional athletes. And there's guys every year, you know, just – by who I'm tied to on Twitter and those sorts of things. I mean, this school kicks out guys that are in the NFL draft, and it's really fun for me to be tied to it. It's really fun for me to watch. Me and both of my brothers were starting players at Snow College, and there's been a ton of good talent that's come through this state, whether they've gone on to the NFL or not. Just playing Division One at Utah State, at Utah, BYU, that have that have been great contributors to to these schools. And, you know, guys like – Guys like Andrew Rich, right, that like sure. many people don't think about being a Snow College Badger. He was an unbelievable college football player. I mean, the thunder that he brought on the field at BYU was, was ridiculous. He would hit you so hard it would hurt your feelings. And he didn't play in the NFL, but he was an unbelievable college football player, both at Snow and at BYU, right? No, there's no doubt about that. I remember uh, Deuce Latouille, if you remember his name. Uh, yep. Played at Snow, then went to USC, ended up playing for the Cardinals for a while. Yep. Uh, there are so many. It's just it, it's incredible to think about. And I, I'm with you, Riley. I've got three of my siblings who are all Snow College graduates, and I got to tell you today, they are all repping Badger gear. They are very excited for this game, and yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of the thing about this. I think there are many people who know of Snow College and know what it's about. They know it's down in Ephraim. It's kind of set away from everything. Can you explain, Riley, what it is about where snow is located, just about the community that's around it, that helps it uh, kind of stand out, if that makes sense, in the junior college sense of things? Well, so now it's even, I mean, it's even more attractive than when I was there. So when I, when I played in junior college, you had Rick's College, you had Dixie College, mm-hmm. 
right? And and then there would always be one team out of the five teams in Arizona that was a really good team, right? Sure. That, that, that had – I mean, I played against Charlie Garner. I don't know if you okay. remember him. Yeah. An NFL running – he played for Glendale Community College before, you All right. know, and and nobody had heard of him. But I, I believe me, I remember him. He scored like eight touchdowns against us. We beat him in overtime, you know. But um, when I was playing, it was Dixie, Ricks, or Snow, or that one team in Arizona that was going to win the conference championship. And if they went undefeated, they'd have a chance to play in the national championship. Now Dixie played in the national championship. Ricks has played in the national championship and won it, and Snow had played in the national championship and won it. And then, but then for a while there, we all beat each other up, right? So the year that I, so the year that I went ten and one as the quarterback, we beat Ricks, but we lost to Dixie, and ended up fourth in the country, right? Well, I kind of feel like Dixie or Ricks or us could have beat anybody in the country at the time, right? And then, then you know, Ricks College drops its program. Dixie moves up to Division Two at the time, and Snow becomes kind of the only junior college for miles, right? Because there, most of the schools in Colorado are Division Two. College of Southern Nevada doesn't have football, and then of course the California schools have their own like little state title. Mm-hmm. They're the only state in the union that doesn't play junior college football with everybody else, right? And so now with the Arizona schools dropping their programs. It's literally the only place to play junior college football for, like, I mean, if you're not counting California, in Nevada, in Arizona, in Colorado, in Idaho, in Wyoming, in Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota, right, uh, Nebraska, like, none of those schools have a junior college. And so it opens up, it opens up recruiting to a lot of places that maybe you normally wouldn't be um, because of, you know, because of that opportunity. And so the other thing that I think is really unique about Snow College that's kind of fun is people don't know how fun it is to go to school down there. I mean, I I would probably say without without much hesitation at all, 90% of the people that I know that went to Snow College, we all kind of give each other this like nod and a wink like, yeah, you get it. You <laughs> understand what I experienced at Snow. It, it's an amazing place. The faculty knows who you are. The people are cheering for you on Saturdays. They're asking you about the game at the grocery store. I mean, it's a great, like, mini version of a college town, right? And so you end up just loving it. I I remember calling – so two of my wide receivers played at Kentucky. So a guy named Lance Mickelson and then Aaron Boone, who also played in the NFL for a minute. Um, Kevin Curtis. um, There was another guy um, who's now the director of – football operations at Snow College or at University of Utah. His name's Cyrus Satofainga. And we would all call each other and we're like, hey, how's it going down there? And we're like, man, it's, you know, it's fun and it's everything we dreamed of, but it's not like snow, you know? Like some of us would say, like, flat out, like the experience to play college football at Snow College was more fun than some of our Division I experiences. And so it, it's a unique place. It's a fun place. I loved playing football there. I suggested all the time to people to go there. My niece just graduated from Davis High School, won a state championship in soccer. She's going down to Snow College this fall. It's just a great place to really get, you know, college started and uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Riley, you've mentioned a lot about the culture and as well. I kind of want to, like, piggyback that onto your previous answer about churning out NFL talent. 
Um, I mean, talking about the culture you talked about recruiting and how there's a lot out west. They have a big recruiting pool to to draw from. But what is it about snow that is able to take that that talent that they're able to bring in and then take that to the next level? Well, I think I, th- I think two things. There's a tradition of winning there, right? And when kind of like over the years, like I feel proud of it. I think when I played at Snow College, there was like four quarterbacks in a row that had signed Division One, and then after me, there was like another six that signed Division One, including Josh Heupel, who's now the head coach at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an All-American at Snow College. He played for Oklahoma. Um, there's just there's just a, a long-standing tradition of winning football at Snow College, but I also think that there's been a long-standing tradition of really good coaches there, um, whether they're former BYU players like Keith Uberessa and the current coach right now, Zach Erickson, the defensive coordinator, Jan Jorgensen, right? Or former Utah State players and coaches like Chico Canales, who was my offense coordinator my freshman year. There's just lots and lots and lots of really good coaches that have used snow sort of as a stepping stone to, to, to continue on to greatness. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, Josh Heupel, you can follow his career. Keith Uperes has coached at Hawaii. He's coached at USC, Idaho State, all these different places. Coach Canales was my was kind of my mentor who took me to NC State, and then he coached for the New York Jets. There's just been some really great coaches that have gone through that town. So I think it's two things. One, there's a tradition of winning, and then they've just always seemed to do a great job of hiring great coaches there who have developed football players, pushed them on to the next level, and help them become really, really successful football players. And you know what? I mean, now I'm I'm getting old now. I you know I was thinking about it the other day. I'm I'm like a cup of coffee away from fifty. You know, I'm 47 years old, and I'm like, man, I'm just not as young as I used to be. But you're still young at heart, Riley. Let's be. Let's well, be I clear. am. I mean, you can ask my wife. I'm probably 14 <laughs> when, when she talks to me, right? But. I look around at my teammates and I look around at all these guys that played for snow college and they're, they're just good human beings. And there's something about playing at snow college that brings you together. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, like coach McBride used to take people that used to take his team down to camp carbon down at the college of Eastern Utah, because it was a small town. It could bring guys together. Well, we had the natural camp carbon, right? Like I was we, say, we lived in Ephraim. Ephraim is that. Yes. Yeah, and it just naturally brought you together. It's not like, you know, there's a ton of nightlife down there for the guys that get recruited. I mean, we'd go hang out at each other's houses, you know. The, uh, you know, we, I mean, we did a lot of the same things that college kids do, but it kind of forced you together at the very beginning, especially when you would get down there early before any of the students came. It would literally be like us and the volleyball team that were in Ephraim, and that's it. <laughs> like, I mean, there was nice. nobody there. And you just – you, you became close with your teammates. You teased each other. There was great, great camaraderie. And I think that's part of the reason why it brought people together. It was just a great place to play. I loved, I loved playing football at Snow College. It was my only offer out of high school. And, and, and quite honestly, like when I drove down there and I could smell, you know, the turkey dung and, and some of the different things as you're driving in town. Hey, like, don't, knock, don't knock Marone I like that. Come on. No, no, no. But as you're driving <laughs> in there, you're like, what in the world have it's, I gotten myself into? You're true. And you're I'm, right. And I'm telling you, Jake, I go down there now and I smell that. And I'm like, it, like, like just talking to you just now, like it raises <laughs> the hairs on the back of my head. Like, I love it. I loved everything about Snow College. And so I'm not I, – I, 
you're you're probably talking to the wrong guy because I'm so pro snow college. It's not even funny. Well, it was such a good experience to me. And if you think about it, Jake, it changed my life. I mean, every single job that I've been interviewed for has asked me about my experience playing Division One football, uh-huh. and I got a chance to play Division One football because of snow college, right? I mean, I can't no. Sure, it opens the door, and I still have to do a good job, and I have to do things after I get inside the door. But every single job, literally every single job that I've talked to somebody about has talked to me about my experience playing Division One football. And that is literally because of Snow College that I got that opportunity. I can attest to what you're saying because my siblings have said similar things. They didn't play sports down there. I had one brother who played rugby for a time down there in Ephraim, but they've talked about the fact that Snow really kind of just – it's almost like it's a, it's an it's an incubator. I know that's a very in vogue term right yeah. now for different corporations and whatnot. But Snow College very much is that way for many people who go to school there. Just period overall, and I think that's the biggest thing. But yeah, and I think I, you know the other thing they've done a good job of is just the academics have been good enough yeah. that it, that your your transfer credits. I mean, for the most part, they all transfer. Yeah. I mean, I've heard very few instances of like college football players that are like, oh yeah, I lost like 14 credits like transferring here. It, it never happens. Yeah, because they're an accredited school with a great system and a great program going on. All right, Riley. Last thing from us is obviously this game's going to kick off at three o'clock Mountain Time. What are the keys for Snow to come away as national champions? So I don't mean to put all the pressure on Jan Jorgensen, right? <laughs> but Jan Jan's got to have these guys flying around. I mean. He's got a linebacker by the name of Mitch Medina, number 13, who's a mean dude from Alta High School who knows how to run around and hit. But they have to play smart. This is going to be a very, very fast Hutchinson team, right? they got to be smart, and they got to gang tackle. they got to run to the football. So you, you need them to slow down the scoring of Hutchinson. And then what you need on the offensive side is you need uh, Garrison Beach to be very efficient. That doesn't mean that he has to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. But when he does throw the ball, it has to be surgical. You'll like the way he plays. He's very accurate. He's very smart. He's a very cerebral quarterback. And they have to make just enough plays on offense to win. They'll be very good special teams-wise. They're typically very good defensively. They've got to slow down that Hutchinson team a little and then allow Snow College to do what they do offensively, which is kind of a ball-control offense where they have a really, really smart second-year quarterback that takes care of the football. You know, being a sophomore in junior college is like being a senior quarterback, right? And he's now had two years under the under the helm, and it's going to be really fun to watch. I'm excited. It, the, the cool thing about this, Jake, is like you're looking at like 75% of the roster is Utah kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll look through the roster, this kid's from Alta. Oh, that kid's from Skyview. Oh, that kid's from Mountain View, right? And it's like it's – it's really fun because some of these guys, honestly, they've been overlooked, and they're going to land big scholarships because of their time at Snow. You and, me, you and I both are huge into the high school football scene, so I think this is especially notable because, like you mentioned, look at that roster. There's so many high school kids. But, Riley, I meant to get to talking about sports psychology with you. We could do a whole other segment on that, but we'll have you on again soon, and we will have to talk about that, all right? That'd be, that'd be great. Thanks, Jake, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. There's Riley Jensen. A big thank you to him. Uh, Riley, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Can talk about so many different topics. Yeah, that was a really fun conversation. You know, yeah. I mean, my my experience with snow is very limited. I mean, I went down there for a, a, a football camp while I was sure. in high school. Okay. Um, but, you know, just hearing him talk about his love for it just kind of brought back memories of my 
very, very, very short experience down there. And it's just how, you know, I, I have zero problem believing him that yeah. it really does have that culture and that, that pride associated with it. Ephraim is a unique place. Mm-hmm. It's a great place, too, though. They got some, by the way, they have an incredible burger place in Manti just down the road from it. Just. If you ever want the tip, just reach out to me on Twitter. I'll give you the name of it. You guys can check it out. All right. We are way over time here. Big thank you to Riley Jensen for joining us. All right. So we got jazz tickets to give away. We got to get to five minutes of Saki coming up next. We're going to do our five minutes on Saki, but then we're also going to do five minutes of giving away jazz tickets. And how we're going to do this, I'm doing this. I'm. You guys don't even know what I'm doing here. Not, not a clue. Eric, this is coming on you. Call in now. 855-340-ZONE. We want to know what you guys would be willing to do, what you would be willing to give up to have the Utah Jazz win an NBA title this year. What are you willing to sacrifice to get the championship, to have that championship parade going down Main Street in Salt Lake City? Call in now. One of you is going to win a pair of tickets to Game 1 of the Western Conference Semifinals. That's all coming up on the Saturday Show. All right, we are going to get to this jazz ticket giveaway in a minute. I'm excited to hear what people are willing to give up. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and shout out to Eric for that song just there. You know, I mean, Avril Lavigne will always hold a special place in my heart. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. It's just, you know, I, I hear it, and it, it just it puts me in a good place. There we go. All right, we're going to get to five minutes of Saki. And Eric, you prepared something special for us, so go ahead. Shots! Unbelievable! RSL have equalized. Off the tie-up, it is fair, but it came back to Yandel. Drive by Girardi in the same. Hey, props, Eric. That's actually pretty awesome. That was sweet. Well done. <laughs> well done, sir. All right, five minutes of Saki. And what it sounds like, it sounds like gibberish, but it's a mashup of soccer and hockey sports that both Lundy and I are aficionados of. Alex, what do we need to know in the hockey world this week? Uh, so currently the standings in the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, in the, the North Division, the Canadian League, Montreal leads Winnipeg 2-0. to zero. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay currently leads Carolina 2 to 1. Boston leads the New York Islanders 2 to 1. And Eric's Colorado Avalanche currently lead the Vegas Golden Knights 2 to 1. Vegas picking up that one win last night uh, with a 3-2 win. So Eric my condolences. I'm sorry about your loss. I I uh I saw on Twitter that you were not too happy about it, but I as as an Oilers fan, I feel that pain. I I am very aware of uh you know losing in the playoffs it's it's not fun any of these series currently um how do i say this are any of the teams that are ahead in the series a surprise to you if that makes sense um not particularly okay um well montreal was the fourth well is the fourth seed in the canadian division so that's and they had a monster upset of the maple leafs of the maple leafs yeah yeah, in games that one went to seven games yes um 
but you know, matching up against Winnipeg, I mean, Montreal is always a pretty decent team, so it's not a huge surprise. The Habs, right? Yeah, called? yeah, yeah. Montreal Canadiens, uh, also called the Habs. Yeah, uh, short for Habitant, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, so the Habs, it, it's a little bit of a surprise that it's two zero, um, but it's not a huge shocker to me. Uh, the other ones all look about the way that they probably should. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that Colorado probably beats Vegas in six. Uh, you know, Boston, I would love for them to lose. I don't think that they will. Um, Tampa Bay, you know, defending champs. They lead the one seed Carolina. That one's going to be interesting to watch as well. All I know is my Seattle Kraken got the number two seed in the draft. That's what I'm happy about. It's man, I am. They actually beat the odds to do it. Funny enough, yeah. And I'm man, I'm so excited for the expansion of the NHL. I love new teams coming in. I mean, the addition of Vegas was awesome. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that. Uh, So I'm I'm really excited. Seattle. I mean, I've said it on this show before. Whenever you talk about it, because they're your team, that logo is beautiful. That's why I latched on. The great name, Kraken, and the logo has been pretty phenomenal right along with it. All right, so that's the hockey news here. Here on soccer, we're in the international break currently. The Euros, the European Championships, UEFA, begin next week. Uh, The United States, uh, the U.S. men's national team, they have a chance to win a trophy tomorrow. Alex, they're playing in the Nations League Cup Final. Don't ask me to explain what the Nations League is because I still can't make heads or tails of it. Okay, so um, but there's there's a trophy involved. There is a trophy, and they're facing off against their longtime arch nemesis here in the North American continent, Mexico. Mexico. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. 7 o'clock tomorrow night in that CONCACAF Nations League final. And then, funny enough, U.S. men's national team, they're right back in action. And guess where they're coming next Wednesday? Right here. Oh, right. They're coming to Rio Tinto Stadium. They're taking face off against Costa Rica Wednesday, uh, 5 o'clock, June 9th. Well, that, that, that should be awesome. Um, by the way, uh, they just announced that uh, Rio Tinto Stadium is going back to near-capacity crowds. Uh, they're not full-capacity, but... V- Essentially, they've gone back to the full 20,000 compliment they have had. And I can tell you this much, when the U.S. men's national team, or even the U.S. women's national team, to even a larger degree, come to town, i got to give Utah credit. They show up in droves, and they have a great time. So I'm excited to have the Costa Rica and USA playing right here in our backyard. Yeah, no, like, and I've been to a few matches at, at Rio Tinto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went, it was, I don't remember how long ago it was now, uh, but there was a, you know, Team USA here playing uh, it might have been Costa Rica I don't remember okay. it was it was some you know Central America I've seen him play Honduras here that might have been one yeah, of them. it could have been that uh, but I went it was a great atmosphere great environment and so even though I'm not a huge soccer person every single match I've been there been there for whether it was Team USA RSL mm-hmm. uh, Utah Royals FC while they were here hopefully they're know, back soon yeah you know I've got to give it to the people here the, the the people in the state of Utah, the soccer fans, uh-huh. they provide a great environment and a great experience. They're a dedicated bunch. At Costa Rica, USA, it'll be a friendly, technically, both of them gearing up for the Gold Cup upcoming. This is a crazy summer. You have the Nations League final. You have the Gold Cup upcoming. You even have World Cup qualifying starting later this year. It's a very busy calendar for national team duty. So, uh, by the way, it'll be cool to see, uh, I think, uh, uh, David Ochoa, RSL starting goalkeeper. He's been called up for the U.S. men's national team. Wouldn't surprise me to see him start that match in his home stadium for the Stars and Stripes against Costa Rica. So stay stay tuned for that. One interesting point. Okay. Lionel Messi, just briefly, 
extending a two-year contract, but after those two years are over, it is rumored there is a clause that he oh, will have a been, two-year move to Inter Miami. He's been rumored to be leaving Barcelona for three years. So now. two more years, <laughs> and then maybe. Yeah, MLS. but he was he was out last summer, Eric. You and I both know that. All right. Okay, time to give away these tickets. Five minutes of what are you willing to give up for the Utah Jazz to win it all? We asked for callers. You guys responded. Eric's been very busy in there getting our colors set up. We're going to start off with Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Doing well, Jeremy. All right, what are you willing to give up for the Jazz to win it all? Okay, I put a lot of thought into this. I've been a diehard for 35 years, and if we had the guarantee that it was going to mean a title i would let somebody amputate both my pinky toes holy cow you're willing to undergo forced amputation i appreciate that jeremy well done hang on the line here jeremy where are we going next eric tim or kim excuse me all right tim how's it going all right tim you got us maybe maybe not here Oh, Tim, you got us? I hope I, you there? Yeah, we got you now. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just excited about the Jazz. I hope they get it this year. It's awesome. I hope Hans is listening because I'm sure he'll go with me on this. I'd give up the key lime pie for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was I actually... love the key lime pie, unlike Hans, but uh, I'd give that up. If my family wants to get on my good side, they always give me a key lime pie. I'd give that up. All right, Tim, you're giving up the key lime pie. I can respect that. It's, it can be tough to do when you have your favorite treats out there to give those up. All right, where are we going next, Eric? All right, Derek, what you got for us? Hey, guys. So some background. Uh, I'm a diehard Cougar fan. Okay. Um, and so I would be willing to give up another decade of BYU wins or losses to Utah in football. Wow. Plus – Plus relations with my wife until the Jazz actually oh, win that title. <laughs> so 19 so, straight, first off. Yep. And given it a, a wow, okay. Well, hey. Die Hard is right. I yes. mean, wow. That is, okay, I got to give you credit because I think there are very few BYU fans out there who are actually okay with even losing one more game to Utah. I, I feel like the majority of BYU fans that I know that are also Jazz fans uh-huh. would be willing to give up the, uh, I feel like they would be willing to give up a Jazz championship in exchange for BYU beating Utah just once. So sure. to hear another decade, that's, that's, I mean, hats off. That's that's impressive. Derek, hang on the line for us. All right, finally, you said Eric. Is that correct, Eric? All right, Eric, how are you? Hey, how are you guys? We're doing great. What's going on? Um, I would give up meat. I'd sell my smoker. I'd sell my grill. Uh, give up chicken, beef, fish, all of it for a jazz win. Holy cow! So, wow. Okay. All for, right. For for life, like, are you, you're giving all? Yeah. Of... I I'd, I'd do it till the day I die if the jazz could bring a championship home and we have a parade in Salt Lake. <laughs> okay. We got some great people who get over stuff. Oh, Eric, hang on the yeah. line. That is, I can't do that. No, I, I mean, I nope. mean, I, you know, I mean, my my Twitter following is small uh, as it is anyway. But those of those that do follow me know that last night, uh, 
you know, I was I was grilling chicken past midnight, you nice. know, just because like, you know, fired up the uh, the old charcoal grill, mm-hmm. threw some on there. Part of it was because I I mean I, I forgot to take the chicken out of the freezer <laughs> earlier and had a few other things that prevented Fair. me from getting to it. But I mean, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not. I'm, I mean, you know, I had to wake up and be here a little earlier this morning. It was worth the sacrifice to stay up and and you know grill some chicken just so I could have some. So uh, that's 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 a. I don't think I could do that. So yeah, I, I'm just. I don't know, man. It's, I, I. I'm not gonna lie. I made sausage and bacon for breakfast this morning. Yeah, like <laughs> it was I, delightful. I think about it, and it's just one of those things. So, I'm trying to think of anything that I'd be willing to give that up for, like for life to ensure a championship. Wow. Okay, Eric. Okay, we're going to have a hard decision here to determine who's going to win these tickets because we got some. Wow. Uh, Eric, I got to give you mad props, man. All right. Oh, Eric's on the phone with one other contestant here, so hang on for just one second. But, okay, Lundy, where are you kind of leaning right now? As far as the answers are for what I would give up. Okay. All right, so we're going to get back out of the phone real quick. We'll get back to you in just a second. To David? Yeah, that's me. David, how are you? Wonderful. All right, David, what are you willing to give up to ensure the Jazz win it all? Well, I I 100,000% would give up sexual relations with my wife until the Jazz won a championship. Okay. Well, that's a sacrifice. I can tell you that much. I think we're going with two single dudes, but yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't have a wife to give that up with, so I mean, you know, way ahead of you on that one. But uh, <laughs> I got my two kids, so you know, I'm, I'm okay. All right, Lundy, we're gonna all have our vote here. By the way, Eric, you're you're waiting on this. You might be the tiebreaker. I gotta say, and Eric, uh, remind me, who was it that was uh, willing to give up? Oh, so we had Eric was willing to give up all of the. All meat, essentially, like give away his smoker, mm-hmm. give away his grill, all that stuff. And I believe it was Derek that was willing to give up another decade of rivalry. Decade losses. of the rivalry losses, yes, and also relations with his wife. He said Jer- oh. Jeremy uh, was willing to give up uh, his pinky toes. Oh, yeah, the pinky toes, correct? The amputation, the forced amputation. He's willing to lose those, go Ronnie Lot style. Honestly, though, I think just knowing this market and like working like is this on uh no (laughs) and like seeing like the craziness of utah and byu fans on twitter the fact that Derek is willing to give up rivalry wins like i have never ever heard any like i think it's so so divisive that no, like the rivalry does live in all things. Rivalry, rivalry, rivalry lives in all things. You're the king. So Derek is your pick then. Yeah. Okay, Lundy, where are you going? <laughs> this is really tough. I, um, I think I'm gonna go with giving up meat. Okay, so I, Eric is your pick. Yeah, I think that's because I mean, the way that I think about it, I, I do know a few fans that have kind of almost become numbed mm-hmm. to it at this point. And so to them it would be like, uh, yeah, another 10 years, why not? 
Sure. But meat, that's lifelong. That's a lifelong commitment. That's, yeah. that's strong. That's... Eric was willing to give away his grill. And I know my wife wants to give away all my stuff. I have a Traeger. I've got a Blackstone. And I have a regular gas grill. My wife would be happy to give away any or all of them. And he's willing just to give them up, give them all away, and not eat meat for the rest of his life. Eric, you win. I, I, I'm That's our deciding vote because, man. And by the way, all of you are diehards to the nth degree for everything you're willing to give up here. Yeah, you guys, I can't I can't comprehend that sacrifice. So, <laughs> you know, hats off to you. Thank you. Salute. You know, I would just, it, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to put a capper on this show coming up next. Eric, uh, Eric, we'll get your information. We'll get those tickets to you. Be a pair of tickets to Game 1 Tuesday night. Utah Jazz facing whether it's the Clippers or the Mavericks. We'll find out tomorrow. And we'll get those tickets over to you guys. Thank you to all of you who participated. We'll wrap up the show next. This is the Saturday Show on the Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up the Saturday Show here on the Zone Sports Network in Lundy. It has been one heck of a show. Man, this was a fun one. Like, I mean, it's fun every week, but sure. You know, we 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 did our best to involve people a little bit more and that was i think the best decision that we could have made and a because, lot of callers today yeah you people are crazy and i love it <laughs> absolutely all right we, we don't have a lot of time here I, but, I, i'm oh, go sorry ahead. go ahead Eric. i have to butt in okay what is the game <laughs> okay go ahead Lundy. all right so it's kind of a social experiment there are three rules to the game mm-hmm. first rule is you are always playing the game. It, Second rule, if you think about the game, you, you lose the game. You've lost. And the third rule is if you lose the game, you must announce that you lost the game. He's not kidding. This is These That's, are the rules, dude. <laughs> well, I think I started playing the game, and then I immediately lost the game because yep. I started thinking about losing the game. So this is me publicly announcing I've lost the game. Well yeah. done. All right. So, uh, yeah, all of us have lost the game here on the yeah. Saturday show. All of you listeners, sorry. My Well, uh, my half apologies. Yeah. Um, you said you're taking everybody down with yeah, you. Yeah, like I said on Twitter, you know, if I'm going down, I'm taking everyone else down with me. So all of you, welcome to the loser's circle. All right, very quickly, gentlemen, who are you taking tomorrow night for the Jazz's second-round opponent? Are you going Mavs or Clips? I would like for the Mavs, mm-hmm. but my gut says the Clips. Clippers winning a Game 7 at home. Where are you going, Eric? Yeah, something tells me Kawhi's going to show up big again, Clippers. And I feel like Luka has got something cooked up. I just feel like the Mavericks are going to make it seven games, road game wins all seven, NBA record that you can't ever beat. It'll just be set, so... We'll find out what happens. But a big thank you to all of you for joining us here on the Saturday show. It's been a blast. We will be back next week. But, of course, Monday, DJ and PK bright and early will have full coverage for you guys getting ready for game – or not game two, round two of the NBA playoffs for the Utah Jazz. That will be right here on the Zone Sports Network. Thanks again for tuning in to the Saturday show.